The views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views of Elk Grove High School or District 214. This is We Are E.G., telling the stories of Elk Grove High School, one podcast at a time. I am Bruce Janu. Yana Lodestro is an inspiration to many people, including myself. It's been a little strange over this last year as Miss Lodestro has unfortunately not been in school due to her continuing cancer treatments. But she always likes to talk travel, so I met her at her apartment in the city and, overlooking a great view of the West Loop, we talked about the power of travel. Although I was a traveler as a young age, it was primarily to Greece since I am a first-generation child of immigrant parents from Greece, we'd go there every other summer since I was like one year old and my mom would take me and my dad would come for a little bit and it would be pretty much our summers. However, I didn't really see much more than that until I got older. When I met Grant, my husband, he actually studied abroad in college and he probably visited at least almost 13 countries when he was there. So when we met and realized we both had that passion, we both triggered it to, I guess, want to travel the world together. 
So um, let's go through like all of the places you've been since. So most Ooh. of your travel then has been after you got married? I would say, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, there was some before with, you know, friends when yeah. we'd go to New York or Las Vegas and other cities or sometimes in Europe, but the majority of it has been since I got married. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have been, what continents have you been to? All six, I'm sorry, six out of seven. So all of them except Antarctica. But that's on the list. That's going to happen. We want to do all seven. Um, that would be cool to say. You know, I, I've been to every continent on planet Earth. Exactly. That is, <laughs> that is definitely something that has been on our bucket list since we got married. We always said we'd love to visit every continent. I, of all the places that you visited, and I know you have a special place in your heart for Greece. Oh, we, we'll leave that on we'll the leave, side. Yeah. We'll leave Greece out. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what is, if you could go back to one of the places that you visited, like right now, it's like, you know, I handed you a ticket. Yeah. And the ticket is, okay, you and Brent could go anywhere right now. Where would that place be? Okay, that's a good question. I guess my, my instinct right now I would say South Africa, Australia, Bali are definitely up there. And then the other top ones I'd say is France, Italy, Peru, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. We, we did something cool there, though, so that's probably why. We went skydiving across above the Alps. It was amazing. Like, Literally, the views. I mean, I know a lot of people can go skydiving, but to be able to say that we did it there was pretty, I mean, a blessing. You know, one of the things that I really admire about you is that you recognize, like, um, like fears that you have. <laughs> then you confront them. It's like, I'm going to tackle this thing. Like, oh, for me, I, try. I hate heights. There is no way I'd be jumping out of the plane. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. And I don't know if heights bother you at all. They probably not as much as you. I'm guessing um, they do, but to a point. I mean, they don't bother me enough where I love roller coasters. But bungee jumping, skydiving, yeah. I mean, I was. You can ask my husband. I, I'm scared of that. Absolutely, and. I would say bungee jumping actually was more terrifying than skydiving for us. Where did you bungee jump? Barcelona in Spain. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I actually think that bungee jumping is a little bit more scary. Yes. Because you got like a rubber band. Yes. At least you know that the parachute has been packed and there is a second one just in case. And there's a person attached to you, right. like a professional. And so he forced me out of the plane. I was yelling and screaming, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And Grant's laughing at me and... He's like, we're going, and it's like the best thing ever that he pushed me out. But bungee jumping was all on my own to will myself to fall forward and literally felt like I was plunging to my death until I bounced up. That's a big, big no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what it happened. All right, so yeah. skydiving. So what else have you done that you, uh, it took a bit to convince yourself to do? Mm. Besides that, those two? Definitely um, deep water shark cage, great white shark cage diving, actually. That was probably one of my biggest, I guess, I would say, you know, 
personal accomplishments because, as you said about the fears, I'm terrified of sharks. Sharks and snakes are something that I could never have imagined me seeing myself doing this. And it, I have to attribute some of this to my husband because he encouraged me and kept saying, "It's fine. we can do this, it's going to be okay. And I'm just thinking of those terror, you know, horror stories, like I'm going to get eaten by a shark or something. But we did, um, yeah, shark cage diving in South Africa, and it was the most terrifying yet exhilarating experience probably of my life. which is good and bad because you're kind of watching what is about to happen which I like but also can scare you um, and so they just they put the cage you know up against by the boat but into the water there's a little bit of the cage above water obviously so you can come up with air um, but they are throwing chub everywhere for the sharks and they are tracking our boats since before we even parked it you know they're following us remember watching them before I even got in and thinking, oh, those are really big. And once it was our turn to get in, actually the scariest part at first was it was ice cold water that it literally, I could not breathe. It was shockingly cold. So cold that I didn't realize there was a shark right in front of me when I was in the cage. And Grant's like, like, let's go, let's go get under. So finally we did and there's the cage and then there's a place where you put your hands, probably about a few inches, um, then in front of your hands is the actual cage. The sharks came probably within a feet of that. I mean, I could have reached out and touched them, which obviously I did not, but there was also a couple times the shark would jump for the chum, but instead jump at our cage, would put its jaws on our cage and shake our cage. Literally. What's history geek? Yeah. a little bit here. Tell me about Peru. I mean, as a history teacher, yeah. going to Machu Picchu must have been something. Yes, it really was. It's funny because we talked about going, and we thought it'd be so cool to be able to do Machu Picchu, and it was kind of a last-minute decision. We went over uh, spring break one year, and we are like, we won't be able to fit it in. It's too short of a time with travel and everything, but I'm so glad we pushed ourselves to just book it and go because we were able to not only see a different part of the world, as you said, in some of impoverished areas and really truly see another perspective, but honestly, the hike, we not only, when we got to Machu Picchu, we hiked the Hawaiiana uh, Michu, I'm sorry, Hawaiiana Picchu hike, which is like the highest hike you can do and get the bird's eye view, like vantage point. Most people... I guess don't do that. And so we felt very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to go up there, but I think the bus ride up to the top would get me. That alone is a lot for people. Absolutely. And it is very high. So once you get there, everyone explores it. Well, we didn't. We hiked all the way to up above this mountain. And it was, I'm not going to lie, there were some dangerous parts because it's not all built in like stairs or old. It's just what was built before right with the Incans and all the ruins there sometimes they fixed it up but there were steps and areas that literally you take the wrong step you would probably fall and die so it's a very it can be dangerous but it also is fine like you can have children do it if it's with an adult supervision of course but once you got up to the top as long as you're careful at the edge it was amazing it was glorious I don't I can't even describe the feeling and then to be able to go down again (laughs) which was exhausting again, 
to be able to walk through these ancient ruins and things that we talk about and teach in class, to be able to say that I've walked those steps with the people we teach about and to then even bring photos from it directly to my classroom, honestly, it's like, it's priceless. As corny as it sounds, it literally made teaching so much more valuable, not just for me, but I think the students. Um, a lot of times in Malaysia and Thailand and Bali, a lot of other parts of the world, we go and visit a lot of uh, houses of worship, religious houses. So it was something we teach in Human Geo, and I loved being able to go to like Hindu and Buddhist temples and mosques and other, and you know, of course, like churches and, and so on. It was really cool for me to see how other people worship and pray and to bring that back to my classroom. <laughs> But will and can change your life and 
forever done learning, right? And travel is something that is a constant learning experience. And actually, it's funny you bring this up because I've had students, in particular a recent student, who just emailed me about wanting to travel and how four years ago when I had the student as a freshman, and I would talk about travels in AP Human Geo and that it encouraged her now that she's graduating to save up money and is going to travel now based on our conversations. It literally brought tears to my eyes to know that she genuinely was impacted by this and wants to do the same. It literally, I couldn't, I can't even express how happy that made me. And so I just feel like if they're afraid, it's just the unknown, like I said before, traveling, I feel, allows know that the world is not all about you. You know, I know that may sound strange, but in a way, we live in our bubble, and the younger you are, the less you know about what's outside of it, and I think it's a great way for everyone to see how other people live, and what they deal with, and can broaden your perspective, and also realize how grateful you are for what you do have, because sometimes when you do go outside your comfort zone, you see things that are maybe not as pleasant as you hope, and you hope and wish that you take from those experiences and become fearless and, you know, pursue those kinds of dreams. turns you into a storyteller. That's what I tell the kids about history. Like, it's a story. Yeah, how I would leave it with, you know, traveling is, it's, that's what it is. You know? I love it. The We Are EG podcast is produced at Elk Grove High School. This particular episode was produced by me, Bruce Janu. A special thanks to Yana Lodestro for sharing her story. Although she's not in school, she still checks her email, so if you'd like to drop a line and say hi, I'm sure she would appreciate it. If you have a story to share, let us know. You can find us at weareg.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe at iTunes or on your favorite podcast service. The audio in this episode was licensed through audioblocks.com. In addition, the song Take Off and Explore was licensed through Audio Jungle with a license from the song's creator, David Pinks. Thanks for listening. something extra as a teacher that I go into it thinking um, some of it is just as I've mentioned before about the application of it in my teaching so one I love to be able to bring the content back so this appreciation I have for the cultures and the history 
I love to bring it back into my teaching. But also, as like I've mentioned before too, it really has humbled me and brought in my perspective. And again, being able to see how different cultures live and that diversity, I think is something that is very useful in education. And it's something that I feel that with my culture my, I have myself, things like that can really unite people and bring them together. And I think that's helpful in the classroom um, to be able to do.